Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of We Like Having Fun, an Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker recap podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and I am here in Niagara Falls, New York, and just down the road, a couple of miles down there in the heart of the city of Buffalo, is my brother and co-host, Joseph. Joseph, how are you doing this week? How was your week? What is up? I'm doing good, Mike. Uh, my week was cold, and I'm mostly fine, though. I'm just home on a Friday. Feels good. Weekend. TGIF, as they say. Yeah, they're real. They happen. Do you have a big weekend planned, Joseph? I, uh, I don't have a big weekend planned other than... Uh, not working is a good starter, you know, mm-hmm. so uh, I make the time, use the time wisely for relaxing and enjoyment, so. Uh, what uh, What is your job? Tell the audience your job. That might be interesting for them to know. What do you do? Um, I currently co-own a tool and die shop in the heart of Tonawanda, New York. And I've, like I said, I have partners that I own a establishment with and uh, it's it's a honor and a privilege to work there because it's a family passed on from generation to generation. It's now three generations passed down to me. So, uh, you know, my father ran it for his whole life, and his his father ran it for his whole life, and so now I'm running it with partners just like they did, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the gist of it. And uh, to get into you know what it is, it's you know making fo- forgings, steel forgings for you know manufacturing and forging them, and you know mm-hmm. making them for various machine shops and mm-hmm. very exciting mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So th- that's the gist of it. Joe makes steel parts, big, big, uh, dangerous machines and forgings and, and die presses. And the way I used to think about it was it was like, uh, it's like you take Play-Doh and you have the, um, the little thing that you can like make a shape out of and you like stick it down on the Play-Doh and then there's like a piece of a shape made out of it. It's basically that, but it's like molten hot bars of steel and huge metal hammers making these parts out of it. So if somebody's trying to visualize what a tool and die forge shop does, that's what they do. Very interesting. Very old school technology, but you know, it's still relevant even today. So yes, we, we all need. We like it. We all need steel. Well, a little background to begin the uh, episode today. Thought we'd get into that a little bit, learn a little bit more about our new co-host. Uh, but let's jump into the show. And um, <clears throat> well, 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 what do we have here? Another birthday. And boy, we love birthdays on Office Hours Live. Um, Doug's birthday, of course, and. What a fun, uh, you know, what a fun premise this is to have Doug's birthday. And, you know, we've been through a couple birthday shows now, and it's, it's exciting to, uh, 
to think, you know, we knew that this was going to be happening and we, you know, we had a chance to wonder, you know, how they were going <clears> to, <throat> what they'd do for Doug and if it would be uh, anything like Vic's birthday or obviously it wasn't going to be like Tim's birthday, but <clears throat> exciting <clears throat> nonetheless to start off the show knowing uh, that Doug was going to have his birthday and he clearly right out of the gate and even last week had mentioned he didn't want to be a big center of attention birthday guy. You know, he was, you know, nobody, nobody likes a big deal made about their birthday. Right. You know, maybe if it's like a, maybe if it's like a big year, like if you're turning 21 or 40 or, you know, 50 or 70, um, we don't know how Doug is. That's, that's a mystery. Um, do you have any idea how Doug is? What, what is your guess of Doug's age? I'm going to guess that he's slightly older than Tim, uh-huh. and, uh, which would maybe put him at 45, 46. Okay, Tim just turned 45, and if you think Doug's slightly older. I think it's been, there's always been kind of a weird underlying uh, kind of joke that they talk about, about Doug being really old. Um, and I don't, I don't know how far to take that joke, if he's just older than Tim or if he's just not old at all and it's just a gag but um uh, i'm interested to know i mean he plays it off very young either way he doesn't seem like a guy who's in his late 40s um he appears like a guy who's in his maybe mid 30s is what you'd guess if you maybe saw him on the street right you wouldn't looks young acts young Hmm. young at heart I, i guess once you turn 40 you start to think everybody is either 40 or not 40 like yeah. younger you can tell and older you can tell so yeah. maybe that's just eyeball test mm. yeah this show felt jam-packed with lots of stuff and even though Doug didn't really want it it maybe left it more open to be just a, a fun theme of just like let's get Doug some fun people to be on and it won't necessarily have to line up with stuff he he loves or it's just a freebie of just like goofy shit uh goofy stuff that would you know be amusing to anyone but yeah. also to doug which it, it, i liked it it really worked it was yeah overall thoughts i i loved it as well i thought that they found the groove of the birthday thing they played it perfect for doug like vic's birthday was you know kind of this i don't know sort of like heart more heartfelt like genuine like we love you, Vic, and we're going to get these, like, heroes of yours and all these surprises, and Vic was very moved and touched, and it was like an honest, genuine sort of let's surprise Vic. Tim's well, that did come. That did come in After Hours. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was that, a... That, was... that a compilation of... of oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's... To... Yeah, we'll get into that. We then. don't have to... We don't have to talk that yeah, yet. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, it got there, you know. Yeah. Sure, I... I went back and I I went through the the Zoom just to see all the beats of people. So yeah. I, even though I listened to it because the audio always comes out better that way for me, I I did go back and I visualized everything too. Very good, very good. Um, well, yeah, let's just go through the show here. Um, started with a big bang. Get up, Tim's yelling. Um, I noted that they mixed in that Zoom shot that showed all the Zoomers again, and I was like, yeah, there you go, thanks, Matt. There was. I'm always asking for that. I, I like that shot. I think it's a good thing to go to here and there. Um, Doug was wearing a very funny weirdo mask that just was a nice touch. Like, hey, it's Doug's birthday, and he's wearing this horrific-looking mask. Um, 
And they said, uh, you know, they got right. He was beaten with a bat. He, yeah, you know, Tim's going to go. He got beaten with a bat, I, so he was coming up yeah. that head. Uh, they quickly announced this will be the last birthday for a while. Um, and, uh, you know, it seems like they're just over it as well. Um, not that we're over it, but. And then they went into a little story about the pre-show and how the pre-show, how it started kind of dark because Doug uh, thought that he lost all of his drops. And do you ever get a chance to see these little Tim live going live during the pre-show? Have you ever seen one of those little videos that he does? I saw it pop up and I, I clicked on it and joined the thing, but then I wasn't going to be able to yeah. pay attention to it. So I, I immediately stopped. But yes, I have seen many of those. Yeah. And I like that little inside the... Absolutely. The Instagram live. You know, yeah. The room. The little behind the, the behind the scenes kind of, uh, you know, that uh, almost like the rock doc that we were talking about last week, a little behind the scenes getting ready. You're seeing them like, you know, sound. they did a big sound check. And, um, you know, Tim was kind of going off about how, you know, they're always doing this sound check and he never likes the sound of it. And they, so they do a sound check every week and then he still doesn't like it. And just some just some funny stuff. Um but yeah, it was interesting to hear that things had gone wrong in the pre-show, and Doug was just silent and sad, watching his drops disappear. And then, you know, then they came back, and it was all good. But um, you know, then there was a little light. There was a little light teasing. I wanted to say, about yeah, like yeah, some different bits, you know, that I found that led to a little shining mention. Yeah, that, yeah, and then, you know, and then, you know. <laughs> you know, Tim says, you know, I, I almost, you know, just kind of threw it in. Like, I almost went and just beat the shit out of Doug with a bat the other day. Um, this He just, like, led into that, and he's talking about how, you know, it sounds like it sounds like they've had this discussion before when Tim's doing an impression. Don't play the, don't play a sound bite of the guy I'm doing the impression of. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Doug, I guess, was playing Obama drops during his Obama impression. And, uh <laughs> So this led to a, a funny, um, a funny little thing when they, they talked about: Would you prefer to get hit in the head with a baseball bat or have your eye gouged with like an ice pick? Um, to me, I can't believe this was even a discussion. Hit me in the head with a bat every time. That is, you know, I feel like I've been hit in the head with things, but an eyeball, you know, eyeballs are where you know I draw the line here. Um, do you agree with that, Joe? Yes, I mostly <laughs> agree with that. The one thing, though, that irks me is the sound of, like, an aluminum bat clonking somebody over the head. Like, the sound effect of that is, like, it'll disturbing. Fuck, yeah, that'll and fuck you up a little bit. I, I think about that, uh, Casino, you know, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, that hollow, that hollow sign. Yeah, sound. that clunk, you know, there should have been a drop in there, you know, a clunk sound. Yeah, <laughs> clunk, and yeah. Immediately, yeah, clunk. And, you know, they gotta find. There's, there's like that hollow like, metal. Hum, there's like a. There's a very nice yeah. sound, and it's not the sound like of it hitting Tim a baseball. To, yeah, he was trying to get there. Yeah, just yeah. Like that Hunk. whole bat sound is. Yeah. Very. It does hurt. Disturbing. So this, I guess the audio of a baseball bat to the head is worse than the audio of an eyeball. Eyeball injury is just kind of a soft squish. That's maybe less. Yeah, definitely the sound is not as pleasing. Sounds are worse a lot of the time. If you don't see the injury, you just he like hearing an injury is. They do this in movies. I mean, this is the whole. Uh, you know, this they get away with these new horror movies by just cutting at the last second before the disgusting thing happens, and you just hear something horrifying and just like ugh, it's just some squishy noises. It's a good trick. It works because your mind does the rest. And um, 
This led to Tim doing a nice Jack Nicholson, which you mentioned, some shining little bit. Um, <laughs> he did the it's faces and the best <laughs> scenes of the whole movie. Like it's one of it's, it's one of them. I, I he, he didn't you know uh, the best scene of the movie. The best scene is me is the me scene is after yeah. after this this was when he's walking up the stairs and he's doing the I'm just gonna light up my I'm gonna bash light your up my brains and uh that's pretty good um I noted that I thought I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show but I visited the Timberline Lodge a couple weeks ago I was up in Pacific Northwest and I went to the place where they filmed the exteriors of The Shining we were driving by it and. It was just like, oh, you want to turn up here and Sweet. see this thing? And I went up there, and oh my god, I got some pictures. I was, uh, it was very cool. It's just the exteriors; the interiors were done somewhere on a soundstage. Actually, he built that whole interior of that hotel for for that movie, crazily. But the outside, including the little side part where there's like that that you know that the vehicle, maze. not the maze. The maze is a, a, a soundstage as well. Unfortunately, um, they built that maze too. But um, the uh, you know the that like that vehicle that they had that he sh- that Dick O'Halloran shows snow them in the, the snow cat. Yes, the snow cats. They had snow cats on the side of the thing, like sitting there. Like you could walk over that little kind of garage area. So it was very cool. I was just like, oh my god, this is so cool. Um, love The Shining, one of my faves. Um, it was as mine. Yeah, it's. Uh, it wasn't actually Doug's birthday. It was. I think Doug's birthday. They said is next week. So. Uh, but it was Tuesday. it was lobster. El- Is it Tuesday? You said it was okay. next Tuesday. Okay, see you next Tuesday. Uh, lobster elbows. It was lobster elbows birthday, and um, so they got him on the horn and let him read off the the city of the day. Uh, I'm happy for lobster elbows. He kind of he's had some ups and downs coming on the show, and he's he now he comes on and he's just nice and genuine, and um, you know tries to. Uh, just be a good boy on there and not not start any trouble. He he came on a few times and had some some bits that kind of failed some some of the weeks back and I'm glad he's just like, you know, we love lobster elves, let's get him on there and just him and his wife, it's a nice little thing they got going. He so. did try though. He did He did try do a something. Yeah, what did he do at the end? With Phil Braun. He tried he to, yeah, to he call tried. up call well, Phil Braun for some soprano take. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Well, oh yeah. Well well Phil Braun <laughs> tweeted uh, <laughs> he just tweeted like and like pinned this tweet. It's very funny. He said, "Tony Soprano definitely dies." You know, just like something like, <laughs> you know. And he's like, "Whoa!" You know, people are just. Uh, but whatever. Come on, this show's whatever twenty years old, guys. And that's not even confirmed. I think it, he does die. But uh, so city of the day, um, lobsters audio was not great during this, and this was a rough one to get through. Uh, we got Stan Cedars. Cedar Cedars, um, <laughs> which, you know, it's fun. Every, every week they're, like, switching it up. It's either just not a word pun, not a word play kind of mishmash mouth thing, or it is, or it's just something random, and they went back to the well of let's just put a bunch of words together uh, that sound similar and, you know, have, are kind of hard to say. I'm wondering if Tim was like, fuck this, I'm not reading this one because it's just (laughs) hard to say or something. Let's just give it to fucking Lobster Elbows. Um, And, uh, yeah, so this was was a strange one. It's it's a very good theory. Yeah, good theory, theory maybe. Um, The image was funny. Somebody made the the photoshopped up the brother of Sam Cedar and made like a bald, weird guy and 
some cedars. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like to hear that there was a lots of like effort put into that like two second shot of it. But like I looked at it and I thought, wow, they did really did do a lot of like artwork for that. It yeah. Cute. They, it's very cute. They do. They the city of the day. They've they've been growing it and they they have some. I think they got some interns or something on the on the case where they're doing that stuff and it's good. We we appreciate it. Adds a nice element to it. We love it. City of the day was Trenton, New Jersey. We are so far. We don't even talk about a code anymore because we are just we're just far away from it. Um, uh, so. Okay, so then somebody called in with a birthday pun, um, and uh, somebody called in and was from Trenton, New Jersey. Or oh yeah, they were from New Jersey, Jersey and they they, they kind of they're like, oh my god, that's not. Can you believe that? Yeah, that was funny. He did a he did a, a birthday pun that ended with Jurgens off. It was a uh, hand cream and an insect repellent. What happened? Um, the guy. Doug punched it up and said, "You don't." He said, "Jergens off lotion," and he's like, "No, you don't. Just say Jergens off. That's that's all you need." Um, he made it better. Um, I thought it was gonna be a birthday pun. He said it was a birthday pun. It was just a completely random sexual pun. So, uh, and uh, Tim said we're gonna give the office hours seal of approval, and he wished that we had like a seal sound to come in, like a <laughs> you know some sort of seal noise to give the seal of approval. Um, we got Matumbo calling in with our first, uh, our first <laughs> guest, um, y- you know, <laughs> holy <laughs> shit, <laughs> what a voice, <laughs> um, this is, um, you know, just very, very funny, um, to, <laughs> I mean, you know, this was, this was, this was gold here, we have, um, you know, a cameo that then looks like Vic already had the cameo, so he had the drops of the cameo ready to go, and we just heard pretty much throughout the episode just the dog pound, you know, just that really you can't even you can't even do it, but uh, dog dog <laughs> dog pound. Yeah. Uh, that's gold. Um, that's a home run by the boys to put that together. And that's what we're talking about. This birthday was. They kept saying it's a loose, you know, because it's like loose and hot. But they really did like kind of keep it loose and, and sort of fun like that. Um, uh, yeah, they did a little QAnon bit. Don't really, you know, not going to get into that. They they did went down a big day for Trump and all that, and you know, I don't need to discuss that. Uh, we do have to discuss Doug's parents calling in. Um, wow, this is content here. Jeez, Louise. Um, <laughs> This is just. I hope. I hope you got a chance to watch a little of this because this was fantastic. Um, yes, I did. And had some visual elements. Uh, you know. You know, right from the get-go, Doug's mom like had some sort of cute little makeup thing that she did, like as a little bit of a bit, very cute. Um, mm-hmm. Asking, uh, you know, there's a little communication problem, so, you know, Tim asked like, what, you know, which, which. You know what? In, in what order do you prefer your children? And you know, Doug, Doug Doug's mom said third, which was funny. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, they're down in Florida with the with his aunt and uncle, and uh, you know, this led unexpectedly <laughs> into a second surprise, which is LP showing up as Doug's long lost twin brother. So wow, 
Very, very fun. I mean, LP, that's a good score. We love LP. Good old LP. Um, shit, man. I think of LP. People just only know LP now from Run the Jewels, but we know, Joe. We've, we've been fans of LP for fucking 25 years. You know, maybe not 25, but since the late 90s. Um, so it's interesting that he's just, you know, finally just went at it for so long. And now, now Run the Jewels has been around a while, but... Uh, nice to have him on the show, and I'm glad that he's just got his due as like a, you know, sort of a music kind of celebrity these days. He's kind of a big deal. Um, yeah, it's always good to see uh, those underground hip hop people make a name for themselves eventually with something, and he, he's one of them. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Run the Jewels is very big. So. Uh, Killer Mike. Yeah, and he was. Um, he was on board. He he definitely went with this, you know, interacting with Doug's parents. What a strange. I, I just I'm picturing the setup of like him getting a call like, hey, LP, you don't know us or anything, but it's one of the guys on our show's birthday that we think you somewhat resemble. Not really. You just like a couple of people have mentioned you kind of look like the guy. So we're going to do a bit where you're his long lost brother and you're going to interact with his mom and dad who are in Florida and they're, you know. And he's just like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Um, so I wonder if he knows about them. Like he he would strike me as someone who would be cool like that. Yeah, possibly know some Adult Swim stuff. You know. Yeah, no, I think that I think Run the Jewels have done like some songs on on Adult Swim. MF Doom definitely did, and like that's sort of like the same world of indie hip hop, you know. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. But I guess I, they didn't know each other, you know, like they didn't, like they hadn't, be, yeah, they hadn't yeah. like buddied up or anything. And, and so I feel like there was pictures out there of like a side by side of them, uh, possibly on Twitter or something, you know, yeah. over over time it, that could have been surfacing in in their, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. It, it would all be speculative. They didn't really bring up the fact that they knew each other exactly, but. It was fun to hear to see that you know they got that together. It, and then Tim made a note that you guys actually don't look like each other at this moment, but <laughs> yeah. there's definitely some pictures out there. And if you look at them closely, their eyes and some of yeah, there's of listen. I, I, I think what's happened here is that Doug has lost a few pounds, and maybe LP has put on a few pounds. Is potentially what we're problematic with the matchup here um i think when lp has a little more slimmed down and doug is maybe a little beefier than he is now which doug's very ripped and in shape uh you know it's you know maybe it matches up better but what's what's interesting about this little i was talking about somebody that looks like lp is that my friend matt wayne uh you know who's been in my films before who's a comedian he looks exactly like LP, like like identical. And he's he's like, people have done you know side by sides with him. His like in, his his Instagram fucking you know profile picture is LP, and people don't know the difference. Sometimes he just posts like shots of LP like performing on stage and said, oh like hey I did a show in Boston last night. And people don't know that it's not him. So there's a better doppelganger out there, unfortunately. But he's just a. Small time comedian. He's the other child that's, you know. Yeah, third know, twin. Hard. Third twin. We'll have to get him on the horn. Triplets. Um, uh, but LP, yeah, LP had fun with this, uh, taking the route of not having room for another friend or brother. Kind of got a full plate, sort of busy. And um, uh, Doug said, at least can he get a discount at the bagel shop? Um, 
which was funny. Tim asked him, do you still have that bagel shop? And LP didn't even seem to <laughs> know whether he did or not, you know. Um, but it was funny. Um, you know, Tim, Tim kind of was wrapping it up in a... I like when Tim has somebody of note on and kind of just outwardly says, I'm kind of losing interest with this. You know, he's just kind of like, yeah, you know, just kind of like diss, you know, that doesn't really diss the person, but just kind of takes them down a notch of just like, yeah, okay, we're, we're done with this bit. You know, thanks for coming on, pal. Um, so yeah, but we'll have you on another time yeah, yeah. to talk about your music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, later on, he's I, he might have even, again, you never know with Tim whether he's being... He's like, send a note over to LP and a personal note for me, which I don't do, you know, saying uh, thanks for coming on. I don't know if Tim listens to hip hop. I don't know. He's so. he's gone out of his way to say he doesn't like hip hop or, or rap. So, um, so, uh, <laughs> and then the little button on this was Tim, as Doug said after the end of the interview was, um, you know, maybe he can run me some jewels, you know. And then there was dead silence, and he's like, "Come on, laugh. guys, where's my courtesy laugh? You know, like it's my birthday here." Which got the laugh? Which then got the laugh. So uh, they got—they're gonna get it somehow. Um, funny bit about Doug's mom working at TJ Maxx, which again is just so cute and fun. Thinking of Doug's mom working at TJ Maxx and sending him a—you know—a box of, as Tim called it, junk from TJ Maxx. Um, and I, Doug was kind of yeah, like, you know, they, I, I like it. I, I kind of like junk from T. Like a box of junk from TJ Maxx is kind of fun. Like you can go into TJ Maxx and have some fun. Like it's not. There's like a bad, you know, it's like a weird place. But you go to like, you go, you get out of the clothes section, go to the back where there's like candy and spices and, and homewares, and there's some weird, there's decent stuff in there. Stuff. Yeah. Okay. Joe's a, Joe's a fan of TJ Maxx. That's what I'm looking for here. Sure. You can. You can do all your shopping right in one store. That's right. <laughs> uh, the clothes. And, uh, you know, they, you know, Tim sort of came off as like bagging the idea and like really teasing it. And then they brought her back on and like confronted her about it. And then it, it got like a little awkward and it was actually very funny, but I felt bad <laughs> for them, you know? It's like put them on the spot about yeah. TJ Maxx. Yeah. So you get a discount? Yeah. Um, from the already discounted clearance, you know, um, shoehorn, you know, like, yeah, I'll, I'll take a shoehorn. Shoehorn's a dynamite item. Everybody should have a shoehorn. In, in Korea, I was in Korea a couple of years ago, a shoehorn is a mandatory, like, every household has a shoehorn, and, like, you need, like, just shoehorn city out there. Nobody's bending over to take over their shoes. And nice, long shoehorns. You come in, you pop off your shoes, you pop on your slippers, and that's shoehorn world it's probably because uh, the shoe you don't wear the shoes in the house right yeah yeah the shoes are the off shoe yeah the shoes are off i mean as soon as you step in the door there's your horn pop them suckers off pop on your slippers and you are rocking and rolling um so shoehorn gotta have a horn gotta go horn gotta be horny um holy shit what happened next on this show i must say uh i just gotta say phil fucking braun what a comeback performance. Unbelievable. Did he, he going from being banned and uh, getting bagged with Gray Niner to just going solo Don Jr. What a fucking, I mean, just head to toe nailed this thing. Every fucking line out of his mouth was hilarious. It was, 
incredible. Uh, you know, I you know I don't want to recap the whole thing, but it was the Muppets. Um, uh, you know, is he writing this shit out? Like, it's like you know, if he is, I, I don't know. I wonder if he has a little screen well, with some. It's it's too good. Um, you'd have to watch some of, the, some of that speech. You know, uh, I mean. He, about you know the CPAC and all that, whatever that was, you know, the, that was good content to yeah. to bag on. And, you know, he came in, he chose to just do it his own tone, like not do the Coke version, and that worked for him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the low, the the laid back Don Jr. was very funny, but the um, covered from sex, you know. Yeah, lengthy sexual scenarios, uh, lengthy sexual situations. Um, just a couple things. I mean, the fabric of America is made of felt. Um, that feeling you get when you put your hand up the back of a Muppet. Um, you know, what are you working on? I'm just I'm working on the Muppets, you know. Uh, Don Jr., you know, he spoke to his dad through his Ralph the Dog, you know, uh, Muppet. And <laughs> it was Ralph's idea to build the wall and to storm the Capitol. Um and after that, you know, like, what are you doing with the rest of you? I'm going to some some Seuss protests. <laughs> I mean, he just was on fire. You just you ask him anything, uh, he's ready to go. Um, you know, he's not allowed on his dad's Wi-Fi. Uh, you know, had to stay outside of uh, outside of the Trump property in a Springfield Inn. And uh, Potato Head with male genitalia is what he's given his kids. Um, just very French fry. French fry, yes, French, yeah. French fry. French fry would be good, yeah. A smaller potato. Um, yeah. Holy shit! Big ups to Phil. I mean, so you have laid it all out, but yes, it was really funny. Yeah, I mean, I was just, I was cracking up, cracking up. I watched it twice. I went back and watched. It. Like after the show was over, I'm like, I gotta watch that again. I was on a plane when I watched, um, so the internet was kind of fucking up for me while I was watching. So I was missing little tiny parts of it, and I was like. I gotta go back because I can't miss one beat of that. Um, so very happy for Phil. I tweeted, "Great job, Phil," or something. I tweeted um, after the show, like, "Holy shit, that Phil shit was great!" And um, people were jumping all over it, just like responding. And Phil's got a Phil's got a whole little thing out there that I wasn't really. Uh, he's got some like, you know, kind of fake trolley type guys that are just like to bust his chops and stuff and. It's actually led me down a path of. Uh, I actually watched some Gettython <laughs> last night, um, which I don't even think I knew was like a real that they really did it. Like, but they're doing it. There was like, there's like a four-hour fucking YouTube clip called Gettython. That's the third Gettython, and <laughs> it's re- it's lu- it's ludicrous. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Tim was on it, and uh, uh, Matt was on it, and Eric Nicotornicola, and you know, a lot a lot of the Office Hours clan is on there and it's just a very ridiculous thing but um good for phil man uh, you know just good 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 for phil like i've said before i want to get phil on this show maybe on an off week and and hear phil's story god damn it's it's interesting um that would be great that would be great and it all led from it all came from doug's I mean, it didn't all lead from this but it, it kicked off with doug's dad was wearing a trump hat and um you know you know, mm-hmm. Phil had to, uh, you know, collect money or something. There was some sort of deal made with that. Um, let's see what else here. A video editor, Gail, called in that it kind of had a weird, 
weird kind of cocky vibe to her. She was talking about a light, and it wasn't super great of a call. Um, it was a, just like, you know, I don't know. Some people call, and they're a little confident or something, and it just kind of is like a little hard yeah. to listen to. You know what I mean? The most interesting thing about that was, you know, we're talking about her room because it's like the lighting in there was so bright yeah, and yeah. weird and awkward and... I don't know. I, I didn't get a lot of that, uh, a lot out of that either. It wasn't funny, and they were searching for anything. Yeah. Tim did about. a little, like, you know, she said it was a $5,000 light, and Tim did a little, like, boardroom kind of reenactment that was sort of cute. Um, somebody called in about long distance relationship advice, um, which was pretty funny. I mean, it led to, like, not, you know, maybe not the funniest thing, but it was like a Tim's idea. You know, Tim's idea was the best, right? Um, uh, Tim's idea to go only analog, which I thought I actually thought that was kind of fun. Like if you if you called up with it with a with a girl or a boy or just as a couple, you called the show and asked for that advice, and they gave you some. It you should really do it. You know, like you should you should try that. Send letters and stuff. I think that's actually kind of nice. I'm actually very interested in that sort of relationship in my own life. I hate the constant uh, communication. It really, like, ruins things. I, uh, you know, I liked a time when it was like when you're a boy and you had to write notes in school and you had to, you know, sneak on the phone call late at night when you could very barely get it and just, like, you know, the, that, like, need for, uh, to keep something yeah. going is, is... You gotta know your partner. You gotta know what who you're with and what their needs are and what their wants are you can't just say well we're doing this letter thing because yeah. Tim's just like, <laughs> you could try but you could try you it know, you could talk about trying it but yeah. you'd also have to want to go there with your relationship and maybe people can't express themselves the uh -huh. same way that way like everybody's different so yeah you know okay i thought the suggestions were like hey try this but in reality like you know human contact is where it's at you know you don't want to be strictly just doing things with letters i, I mean, it, it might be a fun well i mean I, I think they would see each other still like once a week or they would come and see each other but like they're asking for like things to keep it fresh or to do something i don't know i thought it was nice but yeah let's it could be nice yeah we it got could be nice. <clears throat> i don't want to debut down it but you know no I, i'm just thinking like you don't want to like ruin it either. Like have like, well, we're just writing letters, so I'll see somebody on the side. Like somebody brought up. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. Make sure he's not. <laughs> you're not with. Well, you gotta, stuff you gotta, here, you gotta you know? trust. You know, letters. You gotta trust. Where's that trust? Well, you don't have to. You can also be like, you know, in a relationship where you're just yeah. not an even playing field. So sure. You know, um, the letter. The letter idea is a cute idea. It's a cute idea. Doug Punk called in. Like a Daft Punk thing, you know. I gotta. I'm just only gonna mention that because I appreciate the effort of this guy. Kind of didn't, you know. Just had a bunch of recorded stuff, and you know, you know, he played the Around the World song, and they had to bail because they were gonna get flagged. But you know, well thought the Around out. The World song. Yeah, you know, which, which Tim hates the song, and that's you know. one of the worst songs ever written. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big Daft Punk fan, but like, there used to be like a show on MTV like at three in the morning on Saturday nights called like Amp and they'd play these electronic videos and that video was the worst video 
<laughs> I've ever Joe seen. going <laughs> back to his MTV music video. That one does not hold up, is what Joe's saying. And it never even it, was good. Well, <laughs> it, it was bad in its day, and like it, it was the first time I had seen Daft Punk, and it was really old. Like that was like maybe their first single or something or whatever. But that song is just like funny because I I used to tape, you know, record them on the VCR, and so. I'd go back and watch my tapes, and then that song would be on there, and it was terrible, and I was like hating it. And so whenever they talk about that around the world thing, it really cracks me up because it's so goofy and it is so bad. And yeah, you know, I can't really say much about their whole catalog of Daft Punk, but mm-hmm. that song is historically bad in my mind. And uh, yeah, it cracks me up just the thought of it. Cool. Yeah. Food for thought there. A little inside, so, little inside Daft Punk. Um, I know it's come up, you know, in the past, and so it, it like, yeah. it's funny that they always go to that song to like play. Well, that's that's why I'm saying like I appreciate the guys, the guy that came on and like did that bit. Like, obviously, put some energy and thought into having a thing called Doug Punk and having it talk and had that song cued and like it's all in. So yeah, I appreciate that. Even though that was amazing. Yeah, good I, job. I thought that was super super fun and props to that guy hopefully he's back Corey taylor moving on here to i'd say on any other in any other world this next bit would obviously be the bit of the show but we've already had such great stuff that Corey taylor from slipknot uh holy shit what a pull completely random um do you know anything about slipknot Actually, no, I don't. Do you know what they are at all? If from what I'm learning now, is they're like maybe a guar kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, sort of like a guar, but just like not like with huge helmets on, but just like just like full goth metal like horror makeup on. You know, they they all like look like the fucking devil Uh, or something. But it's hilarious that they were a thing and. I mean, just go look at pictures. Just Google like, Slipknot. Like corn or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. like corn, but like times like a lot. Like Slipknot really, <laughs> really went for it. Like every guy's in full fucking getups, and um, yeah, well, yeah, he had a Bowie that he's like, you yeah, know, he had, he's a Bowie fan. Well, that was so George Lucas. Like, was that glam rock? Was that George Lucas or Bowie? Thing. Um, so yeah, this bit. This was fun. I mean, having a guy who doesn't know what the hell, he, you know, this is always great. Just get somebody that they they don't know. This guy obviously doesn't maybe have a ton going on right now. So he's like, oh, yeah, I'll be on this comedy podcast. These guys are whatever. And uh, he fit right in. Who would have thought Corey Taylor would be a new him. friend of, yeah, he was great. He's, you know, just a, just a regular guy. I liked him. I mean, he's a little bit of a cornball yeah. maybe, but like, you know, comic book guy it's and stuff. I hear that that, that 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 guy is just the normal cornball guy also. it's nice to hear if, him if that is like the band that he's in he doesn't it's nice that he didn't know what he was getting into so he wouldn't know like he was just being himself he had no idea whether he had to like put on an act or like try to be funny or he was just like oh yeah you're talking about wandavision like i love wandavision you know just like really genuine mm-hmm. just like uh you know i it was very very funny and very good and then, then we get the treat of all. The, the whole reason he came on was to talk about this reunion of this thing that we probably did not know about, which was Slip Nuts. I can't believe that was real. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't go back and look up if there's. I guess there's a bit on Conan or something, but 
Yeah, John Glazer. That sounds about right. Yeah, John Glazer John doing Glazer slip is a nuts. Conan guy. Yeah, so it sounds like they did a little bit where some people came out and slipped on nuts. Uh, <laughs> it it sounds like a toll Conan. Yeah, like a skit that yes. they would have done in in that yeah, time. Like, very, totally. very, you know, like John Glazer was hilarious and. Yeah, so Glazer came. Very funny Glazer came on and he was fantastic. I hope you watched this part too. His little setup was, I watched yeah, it, it was yes, very I funny. I had to watch it. Uh, Corey, um, yeah, it, it was just like interesting. Corey explaining that they didn't, that they didn't even know, like they did this bit on Conan and didn't tell Slipknot. <laughs> like so, those guys just were seeing it. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, kind of. You know, it's better if they don't know. Yeah, yeah. It is way better yeah. if they don't know. And then they, uh, you know, then they decided to do the bit at one of their shows, maybe the next night or, or that week in New York. And the, the reaction from the crowd was like threw fucking batteries at them. Jesus Christ, what a story! Um, this Slipknot audience is just fucking violent maniacs. Uh, Who brings batteries, you know, to a, <laughs> a concert? Just you know, just ready to go, just popping them out of their disc man and just whipping them. But. Uh, yeah, what a what a story, and then this this led to like little funny things like the root beer. You know, he's like, Corey's like, you know, <laughs> Tim's talking about cream yeah, just soda. Riffing on whatever's in the yeah, room. Yeah, Corey's he's like, you know, you know, my my wife got me this thing called root beers through the years, which I could not believe that. That is I, just, I, I mean, I'm like, this is a home run. Um, and then I noted, yeah. I noted that Doug, uh, Doug was doing his own little bit in the background where he's like. He's just like they're talking about other things. He just starts yelling. He just starts saying out loud like his favorite root beers, and like nobody's acknowledging him because it was like I think Dad's. He's like he's like barks. <laughs> it's like barks, and just like nobody says anything. They just continue on, and then he's just like A and W. Like he's just he's saying root beers in the background. I, I don't know. I got a real kick out of this. Barks has bite. You don't remember? I think because he was like looking it up all the root beers on like Google or something, and potentially trying or Wikipedia just doing it all and getting all the scoop on it, and he wanted to talk about that. Yeah, he, he was just sitting. He, he was just sitting there. Yeah, he was just sitting there with a shit-eating grin on his face, saying "fucking root beer titles." Which, listen, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a cream soda head as well, but I like root beer as well. But I do love cream soda. I'm in with both of those drinks. I'm a fucking big advocate um i was maybe detecting a slight bit of like this is who you got for my birthday <laughs> like tone to yeah, it yeah yeah there was it was a little bit of like him trying to connect the dots like this guy's from over here and that you know he's not even sure and it all came, he's like it all came together but it, it's still like this long shot like scenario that yeah the, the, you know, the walking liked, through I, I generally liked the bits of just like we don't have to be choosing anything in particular because he doesn't technically want a birthday thing. So let's just freewheel it, but then put a bit alongside whatever we do. You know, it, it's definitely feels like more of a Doug birthday celebration. When yeah. You do it like that. Very silly. Um, within there, Doug just started playing. Janie's got a gun for some reason in there. And like, you know, this, this Corey Taylor guy's like, doesn't know. He's like, what, what's going on? Why is he, why are you doing that? You know, like, just doesn't know about the drops and doug's just like he's just like well, he's just like it's my birthday it's my why not you know it's my birthday i can do what i want you know just like it was very he did that right over the top of when he was about to like talk about his own music and uh -huh. i felt like oh you know that sucks <laughs> for him and then he didn't get to follow up well, and it was just like 
it was yeah it was I, perfect I little, for me i thought it was perfect little, it was like i felt a little bad for him but i think he hung on there I, I think Corey taylor should come back on the show sometime i think he should be like a regular guy he he was great um i love it yeah he's i don't know if funny. there's more to talk about but he's in the comic books and, yeah yeah and, uh, i mean he's just like stuff. he's just like open enough he like it seems like he would just have opinions he's like not you know he's open to just talking and what a guy, Corey Taylor. Who would have thought? And Glazer, of course, we all love Glazer. If they did it again, they would have to bring another thing to go with it. <laughs> but I don't know if you could top it. It's just yeah, like, yeah. You know what it could be? It, it would be like a. They were trying to bag him a little bit by having somebody like that, but it was like a real thing, so it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. He like I don't think yeah I don't think it was. I don't know. I liked the way they treated that, where it's like I feel like they give a harder time. Like, Tim gives a harder time to, like, fucking Jeff Tweedy or Stephen Malkmus than he does to Corey. Like, I like that he chooses when to be, like, you know what I mean? Like, this guy wasn't trying to be real yeah. cool or anything. This guy, like, knows his place, and he didn't get that treatment. He got, like, a, hey, you know, this guy's fucking nice. Whatever. He's just He doesn't know any better. He's just out there, you know, he got a divorce and, you know, they're, they're getting if, into that. If he so. weren't cool, though, Tim would knock him on his ass. Like, it, it would go away real quick. So. Yeah, he he had the right he had the right uh, the right mentality coming in, but yeah. So Doug, yeah, Doug. Afterwards, Doug kind of going through like, so I'm from Illinois, and they're from I like him walking through the steps. That was funny. You mentioned that. And then we get Sarah Squirm showing up in a giant cake costume. Um, mod on. What a what a job by Sarah Squirm. Um, maximum effort there. Maximum effort. She she's always bringing the effort. Um, she's obviously a good pal of Doug's. I just listened to, uh, you know, not just listened to, but she was on the, she was on the podcast recently. I listened to some of that. I didn't get all the way through, but I, I did listen to some of it. I, I was squirming a bit, but yeah. I love all that stuff too. Did you listen to the podcast where it was recently with just Brent and Doug talking about like cereals and foods that they're coming up with? I know that they were doing, they talked about doing like once a month, like, uh, they were going to have just them two doing chats. I heard one like maybe a month ago where they did that, and I loved it. And uh, there's probably one I should catch up on. Yeah, there was. The one yeah, there was one just a couple of weeks ago. You're referring to it was it was very funny, um, a very loose, um, loose and hop, loose and loose and huh? hop. Um, I, I, there was at one point where I was like, you know, not, I know that they, I know that they don't, I know that they don't, but at some at one moment it seemed like it's like. Just, does Doug get stoned for this? Like, I, I don't think that he does. Like, I really don't. I, I know for a fact he doesn't. But there was just such like a, it just became such kind of a stonery kind of talk. But it was very funny. I just, that crossed my mind for like a moment. Like just a moment. Um, somebody called from the Netherlands at the end of the show, key off penis. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm allowed to say it. They, they were worried about... Um, about saying it correctly, um, they mentioned a show about this drug show from Errol Morris's son. I, I didn't catch the name of it. I wanted to check that out immediately. Yeah, fuck I, yeah, absolutely. It, I did not know about that. Yeah, and I don't. I want to find that and watch it immediately. Yeah, I, I, now that I mentioned, I'm that, a I gotta... super Errol Morris fan, so a, a son in the in the realm doing fun drug stuff sounds amazing. Love drugs. Love uh, drug shows. Hamilton Morris. Um, what is his show, I wonder? Um, Hamilton Morris. 
He's the creator of Hamilton's form. Okay, Hamilton's Pharmacopia, I guess, is the name of the show. Let's see where we can find that. Hamilton's Corn Pharmacopia. It's on Hulu. Okay, there you go. Three seasons. Well, Jesus Christ. Okay, good. Good for him. Um, that's that's a nice scoop. After hours, uh, we can just run through this. I don't want to spend too much more time recording. I got to play some pickleball here. Uh, it was jam packed, though. I felt it like was. It was so meaty with so much good takes. And yeah, I mean the the Tim uh, video for Doug. We don't really have to go over again. Um, we just don't have to talk about Woody. We don't have to talk about Woody. I mean, I, I do want to mention a couple things about Woody. First of all, the, the video that Tim made very sweet. I thought it was very like Tim telling them to just be genuine. Always like the opposite take than you'd think that, that Tim would do. Love that. Love that it was just people saying really nice things about Doug. Because Doug is fucking great. I mean, uh, we've said it a million times. He's, you know, he's like borderline, <clears throat> you know, when I used to go, to the, when we used to see Tim and Eric live, it would be like, well, Doug's fucking thing was like made me laugh more than the whole Tim and Eric show, like Doug's little DJ set and when you hear that he's the one responsible for a lot of the things that we actually liked about, you know, the Tim and Eric show, you know, like that without him, it doesn't, you know, he should be respected as much as Tim um, for sure. And uh, Tim and Eric, I think he is super responsible for that. And he does it with such a graceful, like not a me, you know, doesn't need that attention, doesn't ask for it. Um, and it's just, very fucking funny as well like just just very naturally funny and obviously an, I an amazing I hold him in high high respect yes. high respect yes. of this like being a a pioneer of great editing technique and yeah. you know wit to go alongside it and you know I, I, yeah. I wish I, him a happy birthday too if he's listening I'd like to talk to Doug sometime about like all these people saying he taught me so much about editing I'm wondering what it is he's teaching these people, or if it's just like is he like literally teaching him fucking keystroke, like like keystrokes, or like is it he just like showing well, him what's possible by you know mixing I in? I feel like I feel like uh, if you have a mind for DJing, and then you translate that to editing, like you're gonna come at it with such a different idea than maybe you know your person who just is looking at video and thinking about that, like. But I think he. Things. But I think he went to DJing from editing. I'm pretty sure. I think he was an editor, well, and then was like, oh, "I'm going to do this that, DJ that thing." Could be, but if you can do both and have like style, and you have like, you know, wit that goes with it. I keep yeah. saying wit, but like, sure, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, I think the the two ears for that. You know, well, the fact, it, listen, here's the thing. He can fucking chop shit up, okay? That's the bottom line. He can take anything, whether it's a little piece of music, whether it's little clips around his house, he can chop it up and make it into something entertaining. Like, a, like literally chop that shit up. And that's, you know, that's just, I'm an editor, so I'm very... Like uh, electronic music. Yeah, yeah. And he does, he does it in a musical way all the time. Like, it's not like, like, I don't know if Doug would be the, you know the best solution for a move to be a movie editor you know i don't know i'm sure he's very good at that too but like he has like for what he does it's like a whole brand of humor that we now see all over so many things i mean all of adult swim basically you know maybe minus uh he's very multi 
yeah. multi multifaceted, just like Tim and Eric are. And, yeah, yeah. You know, it, they it's a good marriage. It's sure, good marriage it's perfect. There. It's perfect. Match made in heaven for those boys. So, so nice to hear all the nice words about him. Um, and uh, yeah. Sarah Squirm was just kind of standing there, which I thought was funny. Like they cut to her after a while, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Sarah Squirm was just standing over there." It was pretty funny. Um, all right. So the Woody chat, really quick. The only thing I wanted to mention was I thought it was interesting that Tim's sort of not ready to take Mia Farrow's side, and I feel like Matt was shutting him up because he was like maybe saying. Tim, you might regret yeah. what you're saying here. Like he didn't want to come out and say that, but he's like, we've just been talking about it a long time. Maybe Tim was both sides. Well, you know what? Tim was uh, both sides, you know, a bit, which is not a horrible thing to want to say. Like, but uh, it's somebody who is has like, it's hard to give up on a hero. I understand that logic. I, I just don't the, agree with it completely. Yeah, no, it's hard. I, I think Woody's done some creepy shit. I do think it is possible. Like, the, 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 here's the thing that's so interesting about this. I don't know if you've started watching that show yet, but I have not done. Okay. That. Well, the thing that's so the thing that's so wild about it is they do a very good job, as they describe, of making Woody look like a complete piece of shit and a horrible pervert. Um, there, it's possible though that it's all bullshit. Like, it is possible there are these other pieces of sort of evidence and testimony. That make that, that make it, where like you could I could explain to you a different version of this that you would find believable, that that is like no Mia Farrow is crazy, and she like wanted to destroy his life and she made it her lifelong job to do that and she coached her daughter into saying this shit to the point that her daughter believes that it happened and and all this stuff and uh, it is just fascinating it really really is it doesn't change the fact that it's a mess and it's going to make it hard to um well i i i can't get with that position because woody is with mia farrow's daughter and you know he also uh, listen and then you know but with, they say you know women. mia farrow yeah. didn't marry mia farrow married frank sinatra when she was 20 you know there's like there's weird parallels sure. and shit that it's like if farrow didn't want to do the documentary it's not even something she wanted to take part in but her daughter was very much like please trust this and please do this and you sure that's about what that? I heard about because oh i didn't hear that i listened to that uh before the documentary came out i heard a piece on npr where they interviewed the daughter and she's like i you know was ready to finally come out and talk about this and and I asked my mother to do it, and she did not want to do it. She was like, "I don't trust people. Yeah, people are but try to turn you know, around on me, you know." Well, that's a very and she had to be convinced. To uh, do it, well, so. of course she's gonna say that. I mean, you know, I, you know, I, well, I don't know if I, I don't, I don't like both siding, sidesing things when it comes to victims, like, you know, of molestation. Like, I, I feel like that's too easy, and I know that's exactly what, uh, you know, someone who wants to get out of it, wants to do. They want to say the other person's just as bad. The same way, like, everyone wants to gaslight and, every like, Trump wants to say, oh, well, you know, Democrats do this too. It's it's the same thing. It's gaslighting. It's bullshit. Like, I don't, well, I don't want to fall into it just because I like Woody Allen movies. Like, I'm not going to go there. Sure. I mean, I, I just and, think yeah. there's, there's lots of interesting evidence and, and testimony, and it's just very interesting that, 
one of the kids, yeah. one of the kids, another kid, like the brother who has no, you know, the other adopted brother who has no reason to take one side or the other says that my mom was crazy and I'm don't think that Woody did it and I don't think it's possible. And, you know, why, why, you know, like you have to. Why not? Because, you know, other kids are adopted and they had fucked up childhoods because it doesn't sound like a normal situation. Yeah. And a couple all. of the kids committed suicide. It does. sound. Listen, it's just it's more it's. This one is a little more interesting, at least to discuss. I don't know. I don't know who's right, who's, you know, I don't know who, if, if he actually did it or not. I can be swayed either way. When I watch the thing, I'm like, oh, yeah, he definitely did it. And then you read another thing an hour later and you're like, oh, maybe he didn't. You know, it's just like neither one, they both have great cases for themselves. It's not like Woody Allen. Woody Allen's gone on the record many times yeah. and talked about it openly and said, look, I didn't fucking do it. You know, like, so you have to, and he continued to make movies. He, he continued to just, go on with his life pretending or I acting guess, as an innocent man. I guess man. I just want to believe somebody. I want to believe somebody that may have had this happen and would, would it ha be fucking nuts to be lying about it for so many years. Like, it w I, I, I see. I, I can believe, like I can see a world where I don't think that is that unbelievable. Would it be nuts? Yeah, sort of nuts for sure. But is it unbelievable? No, it's not. Especially if you wa watch the documentary and tell me what you think. Because there's there's yeah, footage in there I where should, you're, you, there's footage in there watch, where you're like I'll watch the documentary, yeah. but I feel like the same thing could be said about like people who want to tell me that Michael Jackson didn't molest boys. Like I I don't believe them. So yeah, you know. No, this one's what this one's of, this one's much more. That one's that one's a more insane story. There's there's loads of different people in different times. This is like a one-time thing. Woody Allen's being accused of like a one-time thing and at a random time and it's it's just strange but we, we will move on from woody matt does not want us to talk about woody anymore um we will stop i want to stop talking about well it, it gets heated you know and uh, i feel like i love woody allen but i i feel like he probably did it so i i can't be his well watch the his, watch uh, victor or anything but I, I don't buy it like i'm sorry yeah, well you should uh, watch some of the stuff um tim very sensitive about his pretty music mixtape because one person said <laughs> you could put some better songs on there. Uh, oh man, I love. I listened to that. It was amazingly good. I don't know what anybody is you talking like, about. Okay, Joe loved the mixtape. Tim, if you're listening to this, Joe thought it was amazingly good. So listen for every one doofus that's just trolling you. And I do think that, like, um, I think that people think it's okay to come on and say something like sassy like that. Because you'll never know if it's a joke or not. Like you don't know if that's being jokey or not. But because um, it's such I think a everybody wants to bring things down to like you know oh that wasn't very good like to just be a jerk because that's where if you go anywhere on Twitter that's all it is. Yeah, so, I mean, who would be paying I mean, for? Yeah, I don't know who would be paying for the Patreon to go on there and leave a comment like that. But it's funny. I love. I mean, I don't love, but I do like that. Tim is reading every fucking comment and every like he really is very very obsessive about like his his reviews and um, if you ever want to get a rise out of Tim just bust his chops and send some 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 like real specific thing like I really don't like your song so and so like you, you know that's true you think he listens to this he claims he doesn't uh, I mean I think he has before but like this is a this is a commitment I mean. You know, I think read. I think getting yeah. a notification on Patreon and just flipping through—that's different. He can do that while he's, you know, sitting it, sitting on the couch. Well, if you were to listen, I would say to him <laughs> now, like, 
it was an excellent mix. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I listened through right. I was like thinking about one song. I was like, this song's a little bit weird. I'm not sure I would get into it. And then the end part of it came and I was like, no, this song's great. And like yeah. the whole way through, I enjoyed it. And I was, I did think it was very beautiful, but I also thought it was just great song choices in a row. Like very well done. So if you just right. loved it. Tim, Joe, Joe loved it. The message will be passed on. I'm going to tweet about that tonight when I when I post the, the thing later. I'm going to say, yeah, and you can, you and can, Joe loved talk Tim's for me and tweet for me as well. <laughs> uh, Joel Hole, uh, we're going to wrap up here, but we have a couple little things. Um, Tim's they're doing the thing called the Joel Hole, which is a new bit that's coming next week supposedly. So Tim was trying to do a Billy Joel kind of song. They went down to Joel Hole sort of a cute little end here to the show and um then they got it i like joel i'm in joe likes joel joe wants to go in the joel hole um we just kind of went in a joe hole there that was like a joe hole when joe talks when joe talks mixtape that's a joe hole uh <laughs> they were they were talking with joel and i immediately got zanzibar stuck in my head because like i was thinking about joel songs that they could yeah. talk about or and that song totally just got Stuck. Killed me the rest of the hour there. Um, the boys talk about Pink Floyd at the end of the show, which I oh, just yeah. Pink Floyd talk exclamation point. Yeah, man, talk the Floyd. Me and Joe here are huge Pink Floyd fans. <laughs> Potentially my favorite band on earth. I, we don't like favorites, but Pink Floyd possibly number original favorite. Yeah, possibly like, number you know. one. I've seen Roger Waters multiple times. David Gilmore. I saw Nick. Uh, uh, Mason. Nick Mason and his band in Rome last year in 2019, and that was a fucking excellent show. He does a thing called Saucer Full of Secrets. That's if if uh, Doug, if you like the early stuff, they do all the early stuff. It's very cool. It's funny to hear them. He, yeah, Doug loves. He was Piper. like in the real early Sid Barrett stuff. I I go a little bit past that into like early 70s. Like I get into Echoes and Adam Hart. Sure, that's where I live. I like it all, okay? Some some days I like fucking Division Bell, and I'll rock that pig. And some days I'll rock Animals, and other days I'll rock Piker, Piper. They're the best. They just have so much. Saucer Full of Secrets is a gem, a gemstone yes. of brilliance. They have so much good music. I mean, the David Gilmore solo record from a couple of years ago, Rattle That Lock, incredible, okay? Just Pink Floyd, they do it for me. They're the best. Very sad they were very sad they can't make up and play a show together. Pricks. I know exactly what they mean by like the songs on the radio. That's what I was saying last yes, week. Yes, yes. I was, I was killing mention songs. That. Yeah. It's, and, uh, you know, Run the like, wall. Okay, here's what they yeah. ruined. Here's what they ruined. Songs Joe. off the wall. Here's a <laughs> Dirty song. Woman. No, Young Lust. Yeah, Dirty Woman. It's called Young Lust, is the name of that song. Ooh, I need a dirty woman. For one, oh, for one it's like. A, not a great Pink Floyd song. It's very much just part of the movie, The Wall, and really is not just a yeah. great song. And they, you know, the rock stations of the fucking late '80s. Hate love it. Yeah, no, I it's good. Learned to hate love it because it's like so not good that I love it. It's now like a par- when I hear it. listen. It's like a parody song. Roger Waters knew what he was doing there. He was like making a cornball song for like a this part. You know, I need a dirty woman. Like, yeah, come on. But yeah, they played. They overplayed that. They ruined a lot of things Pink Floyd-wise. Um, but, yeah, it's funny they brought that up. I would love to hear 
this is like uh, a Patreon thing that they could do. Like the way they did the Beatles Patreon, they could do a Pink Floyd. Him and Tornicola. The Tornicola, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I really have dug that podcast, and you know, I disgustingly have never listened to it. I just did not. I like I like the Beatles. You know, from a certain point of view, I like them, but I just like those two like bantering with like guests that they have on yeah. during those episodes. I'd love that for a band like Pink Floyd, though. That would be interesting. I know Tim would probably bag it most of the way, but I love how he bags the Beatles and loves the Beatles at the same time. It's pretty good. Yeah, You'd, I, I don't. I don't know if they know the. Um, I think if they need to do ones where they know the records inside and out. I'm not sure if they would know all the records inside and out, but. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, uh, did they do? A we solo? can do. We can do that, Joe. We can do the Pink Floyd. Uh, you know, when we start our Patreon, we'll do a Pink Floyd side. I don't know shit about music. Floyd like, boys. I would just be a, a fanboy the whole way. Well, like, I mean, you just. Tarnacola gets in there with the instruments and he's playing little, like yeah. riffs the whole way through. It's like amazing. Yeah, Drum okay. parts. Does the Ringo parts and he does the bass lines. It's like. So oh, is he like that guy from? He's like that guy from last week that plays the three-second drum parts of all the Beatles songs. It's sort of like what they were making fun of, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I don't like that guy. <laughs> um, uh, well, yeah, well, I got to wrap it. I got pickleball. I said I would. I said I would run late. I said I don't have to punch a clock for pickleball. It's two and a half hours. I got about a fifteen-minute ride. It's gonna be fine. Uh, oh, speaking of pickleball. The boys played tennis and sh- and sh- and showed it. I don't know if you saw that, but they. I watched a few minutes before I was like, "Why would I watch this?" Oh, so. I watched a lot of it. Um, I, I it was on happening while I was at work, and I was like, just threw it on and put it like next to my computer and just had it on and had my earbud in so I could hear. I love this content. I mean, other people were saying. I mean, I just want, I want to see it, baby. I want to see you're, the the you're whole a rare thing. Guy that watches bad, you know, like outtakes of sports all day no so i mean you, listen this is this is good stuff like listen good, uh, them talk them talking content. shit it's very good they're like if you like these boys and you want to just be hanging out with them they're all talking shit the whole time and making jokes and it's very good very good content um it's a couple different camera angles or just prop the bring a little little tripod or something so you can put the camera up behind the I'll explain to Matt was, how to do it. I was it, seeing but. one really far away angle. As yeah, the angle the angle was shit. But, um, you know, it's fun, though. It still worked. And you could hear everything. So, yeah, that's fun. that they. I, I do want to tell them about pickleball. I think they would love pickleball. I know that they're they're playing tennis, and they might. there's a lot of pick, you know, pickleball snobs, tennis snobs. They're like, oh, fuck pickleball. That's for old people. But hell of a game, hell of a workout. I'm going to go play right now. And uh, that'll do it for... This week's episode. Happy birthday, Doug. A pickle shot to Doug. That's what I would do. Pickle shot. Well, I don't drink, so maybe I'll just drink straight I don't know if he does straight either. pickle juice. Um, but when you did, a pickle shot was a thing. So. Used to love pickle shots down in Brooklyn, the old pickle shots. Pickle backs. So good. Whiskey and then a shot of pickle juice backing it up. Not on. Or you just do the vodka mixed with pickle juice. Oh, God. Anyway, um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, We'll see you next week. What a great show. A really good show, everybody. Um, And uh, Packed. Packed with hits. Um, 
very good. One of the better shows of the year. Yep, and this is going to be an offy, uh, definitely an offy contender. To, you hard know, to top. Hard to top. Vic kind of had a quiet week. Um, uh, Looking good, though, with the tie. Yes, yes. Um, Vic, di- Vic did pull one of his Vic things. <laughs> I, I just throw this in uh, during the, the long-distance relationship bit. Vic at the end of the, getting off that call was like, "Oh, you guys should go to this abandoned zoo," <laughs> and it was like, "Oh, uh, it was like a classic. Like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, they just went through this whole thing. They're about to hang up with the long distance relationship people, and Vic throws in a final classic Vic move of random thought <laughs> when they're trying to hang up with somebody. So, I'll use that as a random ending to this podcast. Go to an abandoned zoo." with your loved one. Have a good week, Joe. You bought a zoo. Joe bought a zoo. Good one. All right, take care, everybody. Be safe.